All right, tonight I'm going to be doing a little bit different thing. I'm going to be talking about a college football preview as we're getting approaching to the college football season, NFL season. I'm going to do some NFL division previews. I already did the AFC East, if anyone wants to go back and check that out. Uh, mo- most of you people like Padre podcast, but I like to do college football, NFL. That's my bread and butter. I like to gamble on the NFL. I don't gamble on the other sports. I'm not as knowledgeable on the other sports as I am for football. So let's get into it. Um, In college football, the main thing is recruiting. If you got recruiting classes, top 10 classes, year in and year out, you got a chance of going to the college football playoffs. If you don't have year in and year out top 10 recruiting classes, you are not going to the college football playoffs. The teams, obviously, it's the same teams year in and year out that are going to the playoffs. It's the Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, and Oklahoma. Those are your five schools that are recruiting at the highest level. Year in and year out, they're getting top 10 classes, top five classes. Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson are consistently getting top five classes. Georgia and Oklahoma are getting top 10, not always top five. And then you got you got the next group, like, kind of behind them that occasionally are getting top 10, you know, even maybe mix in a top five, like an Oregon, LSU, Notre Dame, North Carolina last couple of years is, is starting to recruit at a high level. Texas A&M is definitely getting in there and really they're starting to get really close to being a top five recruiting. And then you got, you got some other schools that, are on the fringe like Miami, Florida, Michigan, and Texas. But it really just comes down to recruiting in college football. Obviously, you got to have a good head coach also, but the main thing is recruiting, and you got to consistently have four years in a row. You know, I've been studying this shit since I was like 20 years old, 18 years old, been reading these. The Athlon college football book to me is the best book to get. Um, it, it's it's on recruiting, man. If you can load up on your classes and it's not just like, okay, we had a top eight class, you know, and, and look, eight, five on recruiting, it's not the biggest difference because who knows if, if player A is going to be better than player B, but you're not going to go from a recruiting class of 19, 13, and then three and be like, oh, we're gonna be in we're gonna be in the college football playoffs. Nah. You you need like three, four years of top ten classes so you can make the final four the college football playoffs. And like I said earlier, it's Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, and Oklahoma that are consistently doing that. And some of the other schools, you know, can have a chance, you know, as if things go their way. But Let's start with the ACC. I'm going to go over the top five, you know, big program or big conferences. Um, Clemson is absolutely loaded in the ACC. They got an easy, easy schedule in the ACC. You know, I think they're going to dominate this year. They got the quarterback, you know, taking over for the number one pick in the draft. But I can't pronounce his name. It's TJ. Well, I'll just call him TJ. Um, I believe that this guy, he's going to be a sophomore this year. I, I mean, he played a lot of games last year. Let's see what, it, what was his numbers. He threw for 914 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions last year. 
So he, he, he started like four or five games as Trevor Lawrence, you know, was COVID. Um, he played at Notre Dame. They lost at Notre Dame, but he's already played, you know, a big school on the road, and that's huge. Um, Clemson, the receivers, they're loaded there. Justin Ross, they get back. He had, a, I believe, either a knee or a neck injury. He was out for all of last year. He probably already would have been in the draft. He probably would have been a first-round receiver. E.J. Williams is a sophomore. He's really good. Um, they got other – Frank Lanson, I mean, is a five-star. He's a junior. Offensive line should be okay. The running backs, you know, okay. But their defense is just absolutely loaded. The front four is going to be the best front four in college football, or at least it should be. K.J. Henry's pretty good. Tyler Davis will probably be, be a first or second rounder. Defensive tackle, he's a junior. And then you got two studs. DJ, I can't pronounce his last name again, the quarterback. In the 2023 draft, I project he's probably a top 10 pick. And then these two guys on the defensive line, I project are top 15 picks in the 2023 draft. Not next year, but the following year. And that's Byron Brees, the defensive tackle. True sophomore, absolutely dominated last year. Um, One of the best defensive tackles already, and he's only going to be a true sophomore. And then you got a defensive end, Miles Murphy. Honestly, I think they got three top 15 picks in the 2023 draft. I mean, just absolutely loaded. Linebackers, you know, pretty solid. Andrew Booth is, is a really good corner for them. They do lose one corner that transferred to Georgia. He was like a five-star. But, I mean, Clemson's got a pretty easy schedule. They play Georgia the first week. I believe that spread is going to be minus three and a half. If I could get minus three... I'm going to put pretty big money on Clemson because Clemson's got loaded receivers, pretty good O-line. Quarterbacks, again, I believe is going to be a top 10 pick. Um, and, I mean, I I got them going into the college football playoffs. I'll predict that later in the podcast, who I think is going to win it all. Absolutely loaded. Recruiting, they're recruiting still at a high level. They got another good class coming in next year. I'm sure in 2023 they'll have another good class. As long as you know Dabo stays there, they're going to be a top program, top five program, top three program, whatever. They're, I mean, they're the number two program right now behind Alabama. They've proven they can beat Alabama. They got the quarterback. They got the receivers. They got you know O line. They don't really get O-linemen to go to the NFL and be big-time you know, prospects in the NFL, but they get receivers. I mean, I don't know if any program over the years besides Alabama has had better receivers. You know, they've had quarterbacks. You got DJ or um, you got Watson. You got Trevor Lawrence, you know. I mean, that's as good as you're going to get. And then this guy, DJ. Um. But Byron Brees and Miles Murphy, defensive two defensive linemen that were freshmen last year, those guys should eat this year. I mean, just absolutely dominate this year. Um, so I, I think they're going to go undefeated. I think they're going to. I think they're going to beat Georgia pretty handily. I think they beat them by, you know, two scores, and then the rest of the schedule. Let me look at the schedule. At NC State, 
might be tough. NC State's supposed to be pretty good this year. I don't see any other game that's even worthy of even talking about. I mean, you got the ACC's down. I mean, you got at Syracuse, at Pittsburgh. That's going to be easy. Florida State sucks. Uh, at Louisville, I mean, at South Carolina. Uh, at South Carolina, I don't I don't see it. So I I think Clemson's going to go undefeated and get into the college football playoffs. So let's move on to some other teams. Florida State, um, you got a new head coach. I mean, he was a head coach last year, Mike Novell. But, I mean, this – look, I'm a Miami Hurricane fan, so people might think I'm a homer here. But this roster is just terrible right now. And now they got – I'm all about recruiting. They got a bunch of, you know – Good commitments so far in the 2022 class. They got the number one guy, Travis Hunter. It sounds like he's he's a hard commit and he's going to stay. Um, some of their other guys, I don't know if they're going to flip because being a Miami Hurricanes fan, I know how guys will flip, especially in the state of Florida. Some of those guys are iffy. I don't know if – I think it's Sam McCall or something who's a five-star. I don't know if he'll end up staying with them, but – as of right now, it looks like Florida State's going to have a top 10 recruiting class for next year. And that that's huge for Mike Norvell. I mean, really, he's going into his first year this year. Last year, that's really tough for a first-year head coach. Um, or not a first-year head coach, but first year with the program. And you got the whole COVID situation. That's tough to get your get your program going. So this, to me, is really his first year. This, to me, his recruiting class that he's going to get in 2022 will be his real first recruiting class that I would say. I mean, there's, they got, let's see, one, two, three, four offensive linemen coming back that started last year. So that's a good start. But I mean, just the quarterback position, like, you know, Jordan Travis, it seems like he's going to start. Maybe Mackenzie Milton, you know, the transfer from UCF. He had that terrible knee injury or leg injury. I don't know how well he's going to play. It sounds like Jordan Travis is going to start. I mean, he's just really just a running quarterback. But the defense is just going to be garbage. I mean, Amir Gaynor, the linebacker, he's pretty good. I mean, but they lost a lot of good defensive players, and they just – the recruiting, you know, it's just not been the same. I mean, the schedule is going to be brutal. They got Notre Dame to start the season. They got at North Carolina, at Clemson. They got Miami, NC State at home, at Boston College, and at Florida. I mean, if they can go six, I don't know how many games it is. If they can win five or six six games or something, I think that would be pretty good. But if they have like a five and seven type of season, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 games. If they go 5 and 7, they're going to lose some of the recruits, and that's just going to kill them. The main thing about Florida State is keeping the recruits that they have so-called committed right now, and you know you get a top 10 recruiting class, and then you go from there. Because right now the roster is terrible, um, and the arrow is really pointing down on Florida State. I mean, this should be a you know, a top 10 program, top 15 program, and it's not even close to it right now. Um, let's see, what else we got in the ACC? NC State should be okay. NC State's got a really good offensive line. They got a lot of receivers and, you know, coming back. Um, but I don't have too much on them. Um, 
Hold up, guys. Hold up. Let's go. I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan, so I got a lot on them. Miami got lucky on the COVID. The whole COVID situation really helped Miami out a lot because a lot of guys came back. Um, Miami had a really good recruiting class this coming year. It was like a top 10, maybe top 12 on some of the recruiting sites. And that's huge for Miami. And Miami hasn't, Miami's been brutal since like for 20 years. They've just been underperforming. And Manny Diaz, I don't know how good of a head coach he's going to be, but he's getting a lot of good assistance over there, especially Tavarius Robinson, the defensive uh, backs coach. I mean, he's already got, in this recruiting class, he's already gotten three four star cornerbacks and. One of the five-star cornerbacks at Ohio State already decommitted, and it sounds like it's down to Miami and Georgia. And if they get, I mean, if they get that guy, I mean, which it sounds like Miami's in the lead recruiting-wise on that guy. I mean, Miami's been recruiting defensive corners like just brutal. I mean, it's just been brutal for the last like five years. So if you can start recruiting at that kind of level, that'll change a lot for Miami. Um Offensive line, they've really changed where it was really brutal for a lot of time or a long time. And now the offensive line's really good. It should be because they got all these guys coming back where some of these guys are fifth year seniors or six year guys, you know. And Zion Nelson, their left tackle, you already seen projections that he's gonna be a first rounder. I don't know about that though. I mean, I don't I don't see it, but you go look at mock drafts and they got him like in the top 10 and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, I think he's going to be good. Like, I think he's an NFL player, definitely. But I mean, like first round and top 10 or top 15. I, I mean, I don't see it. They got some receivers that, you know, are just okay. Like they're not recruiting at the highest level at the receiver position. Um, like the Kara King or Deandre King coming back. It's his sixth year coming back. Like, Winky at uh, Florida State thinks like that guy's been old over there. Like six year coming back for, you know, a Heisman candidate in King. I mean, he's not an NFL quarterback. He's really short, but the offense at Miami should be really good because they got a really good offensive coordinator in Rach Lashley. And the scheme just like, you know, they run that up tempo and they finally are putting athletes in position to score some points. Now, it hurts your defense because you're scoring too quick or you're going three and out. And under Manny Diaz, he wanted to play defense, but at least, like in college football, you got to score points, dude. You got to score 35, 40 points. Otherwise, you're just going to get beat because even like at Alabama, Ohio State, like Clemson, the, the, the best programs in college football, like if you're not scoring 35, 40 points a game, like you're toast, dude, because those teams are going to give up. You know, when they play the elite schools, they're going to give up 30 points a game. So finally, Miami, you know, is playing that tempo and not just sitting on the ball. And and it's just they got good. They got good coaches now at Miami. So the program, the arrows definitely pointing up. And I'm not just being a homer on this. But like I said, they got a lot of guys that came back. They They have. Let me see. They have 10 starters coming back. Well, well, it says nine. They have nine starters coming back on the offense. They lost the tight end. Brevin Jordan, who was, I believe, a third or fourth round pick. I'm shocked that he wasn't like a second round pick. That guy was a stud. 
But they got everyone coming back on the offense, and they got a bunch of depth. Now, I don't think they got that many NFL talent guys on offense. Like Zion Nelson will be an NFL talent. Mike Harley, I mean, he's a really good college receiver. And Charleston Rambo's probably a good college receiver. They'll both get drafted probably. But like when I think when I say NFL talent, I mean like fourth round or you know, lower, third, second, first round. They they don't have any of those guys. Cameron Harris is okay as a running back. They got pretty good running backs, you know, Donald Cheney and Knighton, but defensively they got some NFL guys. They got uh Nesta Silva is a really good defensive tackle. And they got um, Tyreek Stevenson, who, who's a corner that came from Georgia, transferred. That he, He's the type of recruit who was a five-star that went to Georgia. I mean, he's from, like, right there in Miami, I believe. And Miami couldn't recruit him. But if they would have had, you know, T-Rob, who's there now, he, he would have signed there. Bubba Bolden's an NFL safety. So the defense should be better than what it was last year. And if this... Coach, offensive coordinator, Lashley, is just kind of scheming up the points, then Miami's going to be pretty good. Um, they're going to get beat against Alabama. I believe that spread is 17.5, which seems like a lot. If DeAndre King is healthy in that game, I think Miami uh, – I mean, I don't know. I don't think Miami can stop them from running the ball because Miami is very small up front, their front seven. Their defensive line's good. I mean, it's good enough to, like, you know – uh, Jared Harrison Hunt is an he's going to be an NFL defensive tackle. That guy that guy's going to be really good, but their linebackers are pathetic. I mean, it's really bad at linebacker, and the corners corners are going to be good. You know, Al Blades is coming back again. D, DJ IV, Tyreek Stevens already talked about from Georgia, and uh, to Corey Couch. I mean, that's four good corners. Bolden's a really good safety. Avante Williams was going to be a good safety for them. He was the number one recruit safety two years ago, but he had domestic violence. He got kicked off of the team, but they got a five-star recruit, James Williams. I don't think he'll necessarily start at the beginning of the season, but Garvin Hall could even be an NFL guy. So defensively, they should be better than what they were in the past, except I don't know if their pass rush is going to be good. Jalen Phillips was a huge loss for them. Jalen Phillips is a badass motherfucker. Um, I think Alabama, or I think Miami will get smoked by Alabama, and then I think they lose to North Carolina. I think they they run the table after that, though. They get NC State at home, so that'll help. Michigan State's down; this the program's down. At Florida State, I mean, they should they should pound Florida State. They shouldn't lose that game. And I don't see any other tough ones on the schedule. Uh, so I could see two losses for them. But that arrow is definitely pointing up. North Carolina is recruiting, you know, Mac Brown is definitely recruiting big time over there. You got – they lost a lot, though. They lost their two receivers. They lost their two running backs. Sam Howell, I, I believe, if he was a little bit taller, he'd probably be the number one pick in the draft. Great quarterback, you know, but they're recruiting, you know. Tamari Fox, the defensive lineman, is a big-time player. Um, he had seven sacks last year. Tamon Fox, I'm sorry, the outside linebacker. Um, 
They got a really good corner in Tony Grimms. He's going to be a sophomore this year. They should be really good again. It's going to be interesting if those receivers can step up. I know Josh Downs is a big-time recruit. He's going to be a sophomore. So if he could step it up, Sam Hell, I believe, is a top 10 pick probably in next year's draft. They got to play, let's see, at Virginia Tech, at Georgia Tech. Florida State and Miami are at home. At Notre Dame is really their toughest game. At NC State is going to be another tough one. They don't get Clemson this year. I mean, they got a chance to – they probably, you know, are playing against Clemson in the ACC championship. So I would – I'm going to take Clemson, though, definitely. Um, Let's move to another conference. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Sorry, it's a little – let's go to the Big 12. Um, any teams worth Iowa State Iowa State's going to be good Iowa State's got a really good offense I mean Iowa State should have a, a top five offense Brock Purdy's going to be a senior quarterback he's been there for a while you got two really good tight ends in Charlie Kohler and Chase Allen Kohler's going to be an NFL tight end you got Bryce Hall one of the best running backs and then you got one, two, three, four offensive linemen coming back that have started already last year. Xavier Hutchinson had 700 yards receiving last year, 771, four touchdowns. Charlie Collier, the tight end I was talking about, had seven touchdowns receiving last year. And they got eight defensive players coming back. They're going to be good. They're going to be really good. Let's see what on the schedule they got to pull at Alabama. They got at West Virginia, at Texas Tech, at Oklahoma. So they're probably going to lose at Oklahoma. I see them running the table except for at Oklahoma. But this is a really good team. In this magazine, they're the number seven team in the nation. I believe in that. I believe in Ohio, um, Iowa State. I believe in Matt Campbell. I believe in Brock Purdy. Um, I know he kind of had a down year. Was it last year? I think it was last year. It was last year or the year before. Um, no, it was last year. and But I think they kind of bounced back. They got that program kind of going. Uh, Campbell will eventually leave, though, because you can't stick at Iowa State because you just can't recruit. You can't recruit top 10 you know, classes at that school. Now, Oklahoma is fucking loaded. And I just want to talk about Oklahoma's recruiting class that's coming in next year and the following year. They're already recruiting dudes like – they already got guys in the 2023 season. Maybe it's because that they're already saying they're going to the SEC. I don't know. But they're they're getting a bunch of five and four stars for the 2023 class. They're getting whoever the fuck they want on offense. I mean, they got Caleb Williams. He was the number one recruiting quarterback. He's a backup to Spencer Rattler, who's going to be the number one quarterback probably picked in next year's draft. Rattler's a stud. He's got a huge arm. Now, he's a little inaccurate at times, but, I mean, you know, Theo West, the receiver's pretty good. Um, He had 500 yards as a receiver last year, receiving as a freshman. No, as a sophomore. I'm sorry. Marvin Mims is really good. He was the freshman. I'm sorry. That's the guy I'm thinking of. He had 610 yards and nine touchdowns as a freshman last year. He's good. Um, I mean, 
Lincoln Riley, he's, you're just going to put up points. Now, the thing is, is defensively, that's where they're, they're changing. Because they would just get their ass kicked. But now, now that they got Alex Grinch as a defensive coordinator, they're starting to play way better. And as long as they could just play a little bit of defense, especially in the Big 12, like, they should run the table, dude. Let's see what their schedule is. I mean, I don't see any tough games. I see at Baylor, at Oklahoma State. I don't. They're going to run the table. They're going to the college football playoffs. I got them in the college football playoffs. I got Clemson so far. I'll tell you the rest. Um, but on defense, look out for Nick Benito, the outside linebacker. He's really good. He had, well, I don't see him on sacks, but he's really good. He, he'll probably be a first or second round defensive player for them. Um, Texas, you know, now that they're going to the SEC, I mean, Texas, the whole thing about Texas is, and I've been saying this for years, is when you get the Longhorn Network, like the recruiting has just never been the same. Like you should, at Texas, you should get a top 10 class automatically, automatically. So now you got Steve Sarkeesian there. We'll see what he does. I mean, offensively, they're going to score some points. They probably have the best running back in um, by Jim Robinson. I mean, that guy's an absolute stud. Let's see what he had last year. He had he only had seven hundred yards, but he averaged eight point two yards per carry. I mean, I don't know why they didn't give him the ball more last year, but they're not good defensively. I mean, they're years away from being a real top program, in my opinion. I don't know why. There's a lot of money on them to, like, win the national championship. It's supposed to be called sharp money. I just don't see it. I mean, they'll get beat by Oklahoma. I don't know. I mean, at Baylor, they play at Iowa State. They play three road games out of four. I mean, that's going to be tough. At Baylor, at Iowa State, they get Kansas at home. They'll smoke them at West Virginia. Like, they should be a top 10 program. There's no excuse. You know, you're going to the SEC. Maybe maybe a little turning around, going to the SEC and get all the best players. But, I mean, Sarkeesian, I don't know if that's – I don't know if that's uh, the, the best hire. I mean, maybe he is, but we'll see. Uh, let's move to the Big Ten. Indiana is going to be pretty good this year. They got – let me see. They got eight of their offensive players coming back. Uh, Michael Penix, uh, the quarterback, is really good, but he always gets hurt, you know. Like last year he had 14 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's good when he's on the field, but whoever this coach is, let's see who it is, Tom Allen, I mean, he's they're recruiting. All of a sudden, you know, they're probably a top 25 recruiting, you know, the last like two years, or, or it looks like they're going to be a top 25 class coming into the next year. So they're recruiting at a high level. They got some pretty decent receivers, you know. Um, Ty Frozley had 700 yards and seven touchdowns last year receiving. He's coming back. Um, they could surprise some people, but I don't – you just – they don't recruit at the highest level, though. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Michigan, Michigan's still down with their – you know, Jim Harbaugh still thinks it's – Jim Harbaugh should be an NFL coach. He wants to play, you know, that kind of style, and he doesn't want to spread people out. That's why Ohio State always kicks their asses. They spread them out and have speed. Oh, Michigan always has, like, big defensive linebackers and big defensive linemen, and then Ohio State just spreads them out and just uses speed. 
Now, Michigan does have nine defensive players coming back that started from last year, so maybe they'll be good on defense, but they only have three offensive players coming back. So I think Michigan, it's just that arrow, just, it's the same thing. Like maybe top 15, maybe a top 20 team. Ohio State is going to go to the college football playoffs because they play in the Big Ten, and they're going to beat the shit out of everybody. Um, they got a freshman quarterback, C.J. Stroud. If you want to put some money on a Heisman, you know, long shot, maybe you put it on him. Master Teague, the running back's going to be pretty good. Travion Henderson was a five-star running back. I wouldn't be surprised if he he gets most, you know, takes over over Teague because Teague was, he was okay to me. I mean, he might get drafted, but at Ohio State, you need that elite running back. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Henderson is the elite guy. They got probably the best duo of receivers in Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Those guys are both going to be probably first-rounders in the draft next year. Um, Thay Munford, the left tackle, is a stud. And they're recruiting, like, Ohio State might have the best recruiting class coming in next year. They got, who's that defensive end? I don't see him on here. Um, Jack Sawyer, Sawyer, the defensive end, uh, he was the number one recruit. Um, so I could see him playing a lot. Tyreek Smith's pretty good. Zach Harrison's pretty good on the defensive line. Uh, they lost a lot on defense. So their defense is probably going to take a step back this year. Uh, Banks, the cornerback's really good. But I, I, I got them. I don't see any losses on their schedule. You know, I mean, they'll probably slip up one game, but... I mean, at Michigan's their last game, November 27th. I mean, they're going to just smoke them. At Indiana, uh, they're just too good. They're just too good. I mean, they play Oregon to start the season, you know, and they play at Minnesota, and then they play Oregon. Um, so we'll see on that. I thought it was at Oregon. In this book, it doesn't say it's at Oregon. I thought it was a travel game. Penn State, just... Whatever, I don't. Same thing. They they just don't recruit at a high enough level. It's not really enough to get through on that. Let's see. Iowa it doesn't matter. Minnesota, who fucking cares? Let's go through some teams here. Let's get to another conference. Sorry, it's just like I go through the magazine. I just I kind of want to get to this to see. Go through those teams. The Mountain West, oh, one of the teams that, I mean, I'll just go through the Mountain West as far as that. I mean, I love Nevada. Boise State's going to be okay. I love Boise State's quarterback, Hank Brockmeyer. I mean, he didn't have that good of a year last year, but if you go back and watch that Florida State game that I lost money on, I mean, that, that kid can play. He was a freshman on the road at Florida State. You're traveling that far. Um, I think he's an NFL quarterback, so Boise State might be okay this year. Uh, they they seem like they're not as good as they usually been. Um, San Diego State, I think defensively, San Diego State it's going to be really good, but offensively, I I still think they're lacking. But Nevada's the team I really like. They got ten offensive players coming back. Carson Strong, I think, is an NFL quarterback, and they got Romeo Dobbs as an NFL receiver. So I think I may be betting on them. I mean, they got. I just they're gonna put up some points, dude. They are going to put up points this year. I mean, let me see what Carson Strong's numbers were. He threw for 
27 touchdowns last year. Romeo Dobbs had over 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns. I mean, those guys, that's a nice duo. So that could be a team to bet on in the future or coming up on this season. You go to the Pac-12, California, who cares? It's just not even worth it to talk about. Oregon. Oregon's one of those teams that's recruiting, you know, getting top 10 classes. The key for Oregon is can you get that quarterback? When you had Justin Herbert – like, they didn't show enough for Herbert. Like, you watch Herbert in the NFL and you're like, Jesus, why didn't he do more in college? Like, Mario Cristobal come, you know, he played offensive line at Miami, so I know a lot about him. He could recruit like a motherfucker. I mean, they are recruiting big time at Oregon. They're recruiting top 10 classes every year. But he... He just runs the ball too much, and he doesn't open it up enough. He doesn't throw the ball down the field enough. Um, you got Anthony Brown as the quarterback. That's the guy from Boston College. I just, I just don't see it with him. C.J. Verdell from San Diego, uh, the running back, you know, finally going to get coached up here. And, I mean, he's probably an NFL running back. He's good. You know, he runs in between the tackles pretty well. I don't think he has breakaway speed. Offensive line's always going to be good at Oregon. They got four offensive linemen coming back. Mikael Pittman, the receiver, is coming back. I mean, he's pretty good. What was his numbers last year? Uh, I don't see him. But, um, you know, they got they got three starting receivers coming back. I just don't see it from the quarterback position. That's the only if. Defensively, they're going to be really good. I think next year, defensively, they're going to even be better. You got the number one defensive player that's going to get drafted is Kayon Thibodeau. Um, how many sacks did he have last year? He had three sacks. Well, that just means they didn't play that many games. They only played seven games. I mean, that's your best. That's going to be your best pass rusher in the draft. Uh, Noah Sewell, middle linebacker. That's the other Sewell's brother. He's a stud. Uh, Justin Flo is another five-star linebacker. Uh, the secondary is really good. Mikeel Wright's a stud. I mean, they got, they got players. I mean, they're recruiting at a high level. I think they're going to be really good defensively next year. This year, they should be good. Offensively, if they could just find the quarterback, then... So it's one of those teams like just wait and see. If Anthony Brown looks okay it's the quarterback, then you start betting on that team because defensively they're going to be good. And they got enough good receivers, and O-line's always going to be good. And C.J. Verdell's an NFL running back. Travis Dye's okay. I mean, he runs hard. Um, they get Ohio State in week two. It says at Ohio State. I think that's wrong. I think it's at Oregon. But I could be wrong on that. If it's at Ohio State, that's a loss. If it's at Oregon, you got a shot. Uh, Oregon State, who gives a fuck? Stanford, who gives a fuck? Uh, Washington, I don't know if they're about. Washington State, doesn't matter. Let's get to the USC. Arizona State, they're just in trouble, you know, with recruiting and all that situation. Dayton Daniels is a really good quarterback. That's an NFL quarterback right there. I would have liked this team, but they're about to be on suspension. And uh, UCLA is the team that I like to... Uh, Make some noise that people aren't talking about. You're talking about nine offensive players coming back. Chip Kelly, I believe, is going into his third year as the head coach there. Uh, 31 games, maybe his fourth year. Um, 
Chip Kelly's in, he's a college coach. I mean, 100% he's a college coach. NFL, he sucks because he wants to run this up-tempo shit and everyone, you know, gets tired. Well, you in college, you could sub guys. You got like 80 players on there. In the NFL, you can't do that shit. Uh, his clock management is absolutely garbage. I don't think I've ever seen anyone worse than Chip Kelly with clock management. Maybe uh, the Chiefs head coach, but that's about it. But I think I think this team's going to put up some points. I mean, Kyle Phillips is really good as a receiver. Um, he had, you know, as a freshman, he had 370 yards catching. I mean, that's pretty good as a freshman. Um, Doreen Thomas Robinson, it seems like he's been there for fucking ever, but I mean, he's a pretty good quarterback. O-line, you got all five offensive linemen coming back. Sean Ryan should be an NFL left tackle in the future. They're going to put up points. Uh, defensively, they got nine guys coming back. They're going to be good. I think they're going to be good. And, you know, just slowly, surely, but getting better. Uh, USC... Keaton Slovis, I'm not a big Keaton Slovis guy. I don't know why people project this water pistol dude arm going in the first round. I just don't see it. But, you know, I mean, Clay Helton fucking sucks. Like, how can you be at SC and be this bad? What are they projected? They're projected as the 18th ranked team in the nation on this book. Like, Drake London's a really good receiver. You know, I mean, he had 500 yards, three touchdowns last year. He should he should put up bigger numbers this year. Let's see. They got four offensive linemen coming back, so they lose Tucker, who was a first-rounder. Uh, Drake Jackson, the outside linebacker, is supposed to be, you know, a top – a first-round pick there. Let's see what else they got. Uh, I mean, Slovis, though, just 17 touchdowns, seven, seven picks. It just doesn't seem like USC uses – or does the things that they should be. You should automatically get offensive alignment at USC. You got plenty of offensive alignment over the years that have gone, you know, to the NFL draft. So recruiting offensive alignment should be really easy. Running backs should be easy. Receivers should be easy. Recruiting a quarterback should be easy. Defensively, maybe the hard part, you know, recruiting there or a little more difficult. But, I mean, you get rid of Clay Hill and you go to a different – Head coach, they'll be back to being a top 10 program instantly. Uh, Graham Harrell, to me, he just throws the ball way too much, doesn't run the ball, doesn't use his offensive line to dominate teams. I don't get it. Uh, Utah's going to be good this year. They should be a surprise team. Not necessarily a surprise team. I mean, Kyle Winningham, he says this is the best offensive line that he's had, and that guy's been there forever. So if he has a real good offensive line, he's going to get physical with this team. I mean – Charlie Brewer, you know, I believe he came from Baylor, is now their quarterback. Um, they'll be pretty good. All right, let's go to the SEC. The SEC has got teams. Uh, you got a bunch of teams we got to talk about here. Florida, I mean, that arrow is pointing down, and that arrow is pointing down quick, dude. I saw I saw Pro Football Focus have their quarterback, Amore Jones, like, Drafting the first round. I mean, what the fuck are they talking about? That dude is just, all he does is run. Every time they snap the ball to him, he just ran. So you're just going to take a guy who, in college, who just runs? Like, I don't see it offensively. I see them recruiting 
it seems like it's going down for them. Dan Mullen, it looks like he doesn't even try that hard recruiting. Uh, they got two new receivers, you know. You're going to lose the tight end, who was a number four pick in the draft. Tony was a first-rounder. Copeland's pretty good. Wasn't he good? Let's see. I don't even see him on the stats. But you lost Tony Pitts, had 770 yards and 12 touchdowns. Tony had 984 yards and 10 touchdowns. And even Javon Greaves had you know, close to 600 yards and nine touchdowns. All those guys are gone. So that's going to be really tough to overcome that. Kalir Elam is one of the better corners. He'll get drafted in the first round, but that's about it. I don't see much on the defense. I see that arrow just pointing down. For some reason in this book, they got him ranked number 11. I don't see that at all. Georgia is always overrated. Always. Recruiting is always five and four stars everywhere, but the head coach fucking sucks in my opinion. Kirby Smart sucks. Now, they finally have started to open it up, and I think JT Daniels is pretty good. Um, He's better than Slovis, I can tell you that much. I don't know why USC let him go instead of Slovis, but running backs are great. They got Samir White's a stud. James Cook is an absolute stud. I don't know why. I mean, he should be the starter. I don't know. I mean... Offensive line, Darnell Washington, the tight end, is a stud. Um, Jermaine Burton's a pretty good receiver. The problem is they lost Pinkins. George Pinkins was probably going to be a first-rounder. He tore his ACL. That hurts him. Um, and defensively in the secondary, they got they got some issues in the secondary. Now, they get the transfer <coughs> from Clemson. I think his name's Kendrick. He was a five-star. He should start, but, I mean, you got two other freshmen, corners. Now, they're all highly recruited and everything like that, but, fuck, you can't throw freshmen out there, especially when you're playing week one against Clemson. You're going to get boat raced if you're if those guys, you know. Now, Kendrick will probably be out there, and, you know. Jordan Davis is a stud, defensive nose tackle. But they, they got all these guys that are highly recruited dudes that – just, I don't know, just underachieved. Like Nolan Smith, Tyreek Smith. Like, what's up, dude? Start performing. Uh, let's see Georgia's schedule. They're going to lose to Clemson at Auburn, Florida, Tennessee. Uh, they'll probably run the table after that. I got them running the table after that, but they're going to lose to Clemson. And then they'll play in the SEC championship game and lose to Alabama. So they ain't making the playoffs. Uh, Tennessee's program is garbage right now. Vanderbilt, they care more about grades. Who cares? Alabama, we go to Alabama. Um, I'll just go out on a limb and say Alabama is going to be pretty good. Alabama's defense should be much better than what it's been in the past. Um, Christian Harris is a stud inside linebacker. Will Her- Will Anderson's another stud linebacker. Josh, Joby, who. Originally committed to Miami, but then he decided to be a bitch and go to fucking Alabama. So fuck him. No, he's a good corner. Um, Malichi Moore is a good, you know, striker. And Jordan Battle will probably be a first or second rounder. I mean, they got a really good secondary. Evan Neal, the offensive lineman, he's your next Alabama offensive lineman to go in the first round. But they lost a lot on offense. I mean, a lot. I mean, right here it says they only have three starters coming back. Let's see what Bryce Young can do. He's a five-star quarterback. 
He's never played, and he's never really played, and it's got to be a little tough, like, because usually without the COVID season, like, he would have gotten more practices. He would have gotten more, like, you don't play as many games as they would have normally played. Well, they played 13 last year, so I guess they did, but it didn't seem like he got in last year in, in many games. Byron Robinson as a running back, he's just okay. I mean, I don't – but the offensive line is really good. Billingsley, the tight ends, another NFL guy. Um, Xavier Williams is a good receiver. He was pretty highly recruited. And I believe it's Ja'Cory Brooks is what everyone's talking about as the freshman that's supposed to be really good. So – I mean, they're going to be good and everything, but I don't think – it's almost like a rebuilding year for them. Rebuilding as in, like, make the playoffs but not win at all. <laughs> That's kind of how I see it with them. Let's see. Who else is worth talking about? LSU. I like LSU a lot. I think LSU – let's see. You got uh, Miles Brennan's probably out for the year at quarterback. Max Johnson is Brad Johnson's kid. He's the one who beat – Florida at Florida kind of ruined their season. Keyshawn Boutte, the receiver's a fucking stud. What was his numbers? He had 735 yards and five touchdowns as a freshman, 16.3 yards per catch. He's a stud. Arik Gilbert, the tight end, transfer from Florida, is good. He had, He's a five-star tight end. He's going to be really good. Um... Defensively, they have the best duo of corners in Derek Stingley. Stingley will be a top 10 picks, top 10 pick. Eli Ricks is only a sophomore. He'll be a first rounder when he comes out. Defensive line is supposed to be loaded for LSU. I mean, LSU is like on that verge of recruiting just as good as, you know, the top five. I mean, they always have good recruiting classes, and then they'll have one year where it's kind of like, 15. That's where kind of like fucks them. But they got all five offensive linemen coming back. Um, John Emery is a junior running back. He was a five star. He hasn't done much though. But they got pretty, they got really good receivers. This could be a team that really bounces back this year. Now they got to travel to UCLA in week one. To me, that's a tough game for them. You got to go all the way to the West Coast. Um, that's going to be tough for them. I wouldn't be surprised if they get popped. I believe that spread is like three or four, and LSU's favored, and that might be a money line UCLA game for me. Let's see what else they got. Alabama, that's a loss, and they play Texas A&M at home. That's probably a loss too. So you're looking at two or three losses in my opinion, definitely at Alabama. Uh, they get Florida at home. I think they can beat Florida. You get Auburn at home. Auburn's down. At Mississippi State, maybe. And they get at Ole Miss. We'll see on that. Um, we'll see what else we got. Ole Miss has got a really good quarterback and Matt Corral. He's going to put up pretty good stats. Last year he had 29 touchdowns, but he threw 14 picks. If he can limit the picks, you know, um, with Lane Kiffin, he'll put up points there. Texas A&M is right on the verge of being that Top five program. I mean, they are absolutely loaded this year. It's just, I don't know on the quarterback. It says here they're going to start a freshman named Haynes King. I don't know anything on him. Uh, Isaiah Spiller is one of the best running backs in the nation. 
Jalen Widmere, the tight end, is an absolute stud. He's probably a first-rounder. They got another first-rounder defensive or offensive lineman, Keenron Green. Um, I mean, they're just loaded recruiting. Jimbo Fisher, he's got it going. Defensive line, they got another first-rounder probably in DeMarvin Lee. This is probably a first-rounder. Miles um, uh, Jones is a good corner. <sighs> Jalen Jones is another good I mean, their secondary is stacked. They're going to be good. They're going to be really good this year. It's just if that quarterback, let's see what their schedule is all about. So at Ole Miss, at LSU, at Missouri. Uh, I don't see – well, they got Alabama at home. That's going to be tough. So – that's all I got for college football. As far as the college football playoffs go, I'll predict. I mean, it's it's chalk, but what else are you going to do? I mean, that's just how college football is. I'm going to pick Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and I'm going to pick Oklahoma. I'm going to pick Oklahoma and Clemson in the national championship. I'm going to pick Clemson to win the national championship. I just think they're just fucking loaded. I think Oklahoma is absolutely loaded offensively, and I think they're good enough on defense that they can slow down these other programs just enough. Um, I think Alabama is almost like a rebuilding year for them in a sense. I think Georgia's always overrated. They finally have a quarterback, and they're finally opening it up enough, but they're going to get popped by Clemson, and then they'll lose to Alabama in the, in the – SEC championship game, so that'll give them two losses, and that'll knock them out. Ohio State plays in an easy conference, so they'll be in the playoffs. Clemson plays in an easy conference. They'll be in the playoffs. Oklahoma plays pretty much in an easy conference. If you don't play in the SEC, you play, and you're one of these top programs, you pretty much play in an easy conference. Um, Now, Ohio State does play Oregon, but I don't think – Oregon doesn't have a you know an NFL quarterback. If if Oregon had their NFL quarterback and Justin Herbert, something like that, then I could see you know Oregon overcoming one of these top programs when they have that NFL type of quarterback. You know some other programs, uh, Texas A and M could could get in there. You know if they get quarterback play, I just don't know enough about their quarterback play. So that's all I got for college football preview. Like I said, UCLA and Nevada are the teams that I think I'm going to probably be betting on this year. So that's all. Till the next time, fellas.